and then also in terms of the the theme of this the, the first issue basically early covid after you know a decade in a monogamous relationship i found myself in a poly four-person relationship raising two kids so you know it's one thing to have sort of thoughts about family and sexuality that are maybe outside the mainstream that are very abstract but then those ideas became much less abstract <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know it, it's eye-opening and i don't i don't know anyone else in a relationship like mine but i'm secretly an incorrigible gossip so i wanted to talk to people in all sorts of different kinds of relationships and just and explore you know explore that line of thought because you realize as soon as you as soon as you come out as something you know not cishet people behave in all sorts of funny ways towards you today on the show we are joined with writer and filmmaker nora rosenthal and this week nora's about to release her new magazine titled rat chat and that will be available all across north america and europe very exciting times it celebrates life sexuality raw honest stories and we think that's just awesome it kind of coincides with this show so this was great to have nora on today pick her brain about the first issue and how this magazine came to be so without any further ado we're gonna get right into this great talk and here is nora of rat chat hi sean how are you doing oh great how are you doing today i'm good thanks awesome awesome exciting week for you Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we launch on Friday, so. <laughs> oh, that's that's amazing. Uh, I kind of got the synopsis of what Rat Chat is. It's uh, seems awesome, like uh, just a product or uh, prov- provocative like lifestyle, a little erotic type of magazine going on. I kind of want to pick your brain of how this came to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, so many reasons. Um, not least of all. I spent the last decade in Montreal, so everyone I'd collaborated with as a writer, as a filmmaker, uh, you were based there. So I really wanted a project so I could, you know, keep in touch with friends. All of a sudden, I'd, I'd moved to Ontario, and it was, you know, the midst of COVID, and I <laughs> <laughs> desperately needed both a project but a way of st- staying connected to those people, and also of, you know, meeting people in Ontario and elsewhere and just, you know, reaching out a little, a little farther than my immediate circle. Um, yeah. And, you know, I ended up, I think I ended up emailing, you know, everyone I knew and, you know, even like even vaguely and everyone said yes, that they wanted to to do something, which kind of stunned me. And, and here I am. (laughs) That's so cool. That's kind of like how this podcast started as well. It was something to just build a community around my friends and it's uh it's amazing how sometimes planting that seed can grow to something bigger than maybe you expected or beyond that as uh I was reading up on this too it's like this is going to be published not only like in Canada but across North America and Europe as well am I right yeah somehow yeah I have a magazine distributor so uh, magazine heaven in the UK so they've got a big flagship store in London, England, but then they're also they're the UK's largest distributor of indie indie magazines. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that, that's so so cool. And uh, it, it's funny yeah. being introduced to sort of the the ancient world of like you know magazine distribution because they, they all travel by freight. So you know they'll be in Australia thirty five days from now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's something like uh, a whole industry I have no idea about. So. That's uh that's very interesting to 
almost like hear about uh, how these things get distributed around and stuff. So do they get printed in Canada and then you push them out or? I printed some in Canada and then yeah. I printed some in the UK. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And um, I heard like you have like the whole background of being a filmmaker as well too. Is um, the type of films you make connected in a way of uh, this kind of content you're producing? No, no, bar barely. Uh, you know, I'm a producer of music videos. I, I mean, in the sense of like, I, I make movies about my family. I'm actually producing movies about my family right now. So yes, there, there is some connection, but I think more than anything, it's just this, I don't know, a perverse desire to be in charge of an artistic project and ultimately to blame if anything goes wrong. That's that's exactly what a film producer <laughs> is. No one really knows what you do, but if anything, if anything goes wrong, it's your name on a piece of paper, you're to blame. But yeah. there's but there is this this thrill in of sending something out into the world. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh yeah, you mentioned like this kind of spawned from your community in Montreal. Uh, can you kind of tell me a bit more about that and the, yeah, the seeds that I mean, planted for this for sure i mean i was the i was the arts and culture editor at cult montreal um so i got to interview you know interview artists uh, about their practice i got to review shows and then all of a sudden that that evaporated so i really i mean i really missed people i just missed chatting with people um it's my, my nickname is rat so rat chat is just me <laughs> reaching out <laughs> to chat to people of all of all ilk um, and there's nothing I won't talk about either. So I want this to be really a cultural free for all about the things that are important to me. So art, filmmaking, sex, family, humor, politics, there's even sports. Um, and then also in terms of the, the theme of this, the, the first issue, basically early COVID after, you know, a decade in a monogamous relationship, I found myself in a poly four person relationship raising two kids. So, you know, it's one thing to have sort of thoughts about family and sexuality that are maybe outside the mainstream that are very abstract, but then those ideas became much less abstract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, it's eye-opening and I don't, I don't know anyone else in a relationship like mine, but I'm secretly an incorrigible gossip. So I wanted to talk to people in all sorts of different kinds of relationships and just, and explore you know, explore that line of thought because you realize as soon as you, as soon as you come out as something, you know, not cishet, people behave in all sorts of funny ways towards you immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, can, I can imagine. And even that, that's interesting to me. And I think this is great that you're putting together uh, this magazine and telling stories like that too, because I find like sometimes you come across like these people are, I guess, traditionalists and they almost live life like they think there's like a template of how you have to be with like your relationships. And it's just, I think it's a beautiful thing of like people just kind of going with the flow of what feels natural and works for them. And like you mentioned, your your relationship was just very unique. And I've, I don't think I've met somebody in that position as well, too. But uh, yeah, it's great to Me tell neither. a story. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I would never... I would never presume, you know, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no model that functions for everybody, but I would say that many people do presume that there's a model that works for everybody. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes they'll push it through whatever, like media or religion and so many different things too. It's almost like um, their agenda of 
trying to make everybody the same of what they're comfortable with instead of being open to everybody just being a different unique individual and um that's one thing I love about the show I like to celebrate that and it's uh it's cool to have you on and like Thanks your brain about me. the magazine yeah no problem and um in the magazine too are you you're telling other people's stories who uh absolutely are in unique situations as well so yeah I see there there's sort of a series of love stories that I see as being pretty central to the inaugural issue so there's our uh our cover stars I guess Eileen and Wendy um these yeah these wonderful women they're they're both in their 50s uh Eileen's an esthetician she has a nail salon Wendy is a geologist um and when uh, sorry Eileen had never had never been with a woman before but developed this really intense bond intense friendship and then over the course of COVID this became this wonderful love story um and it was my designer Hugo Dufour who initially told me I should reach out to the photographer Ariana Molly about some of her her past work but as soon as we got to speaking she said well my mom has this beautiful relationship so she she photographed her mom and Wendy and you can really see that rapport. You can see that that ease uh, there, and just her. You know, you'd never you'd never guess that they're not routinely models. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah, and that's a beautiful thing, and too, and even to to celebrate something like that, where it's just like true love and natural and everything, and to have these stories um, just be published as well. Do you find like uh, have you ever approached somebody who does have like a story you wanted to cover, and maybe they were a bit shy of sharing it yeah I mean I think there's there's a lot of reticence you know they for instance I mean they're going by their first names um my partners are also going by their first names because we also appear uh appear in the magazine you know yeah there's this there's always a sense of a sense of outedness in different in different worlds and you come up against you come up against different different challenges as soon as you make a leap of you know exposing yourself uh in some in some way um yeah 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 it's cool and i i find like or you mentioned like uh you this kind of spawned while you were living in montreal do you find like montreal is just a little more open to these kind of subjects as well oh i mean i would say so so i maybe it spawned as soon as i left oh okay <laughs> I, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a different for lots of different reasons. It's got it. There's a different there's a different culture, especially especially in Montreal, especially people. People are able to work a little bit less at their day jobs and they're able to explore an artistic career that might not be remunerated in the same ways. Uh, and that just leads to a different a different series of priorities at the end of the day. Yeah, facts, facts. And uh, yeah, even like just visiting there too. Like, there's just seems there's a different energy in the air or something. Like I live in Toronto right now and it's, I don't know, like there is, uh, like art does get celebrated here too, but it's also, I feel like um, maybe not for everybody, but in my path, there's always been like a heavy business model beside it too. And sometimes it, they try to water it down in a way or try to play it a little too safe instead of just kind of embracing like beautiful weirdness in a way or yeah I think there's some there's definitely some truth to that yeah, yeah. one of my one of my favorite uh contributors uh to this issue Caroline Desilets she's she, her project is so 
remarkable. It's called it's called Watch Me Dad, Watch Me. Um, and she, um, which is a reference to a larger body of work about sort of about this desire for attention uh, and never having known her father. But just as a writer and a photographer, she just takes no prisoners. Uh, there is something so blunt and remarkable about this project. So she describes it as a uh, as sexuality and maternity maternity coexisting. Um, here I'll just quote from she says she puts it in my bed one night a mother one night a sex being the proximity is too weird to talk about. Um, and she's really tackling the taboo of a woman who is you know one week she's she's a mom and she's devoted to being a mom and then the next week uh, there's this existential split. Um, uh, and this become central to her character and to her identity, but that I've, you know, you, that you never hear about. People are, mm -hmm. it, it is such, such a taboo. And there is such an idea that, that women especially are being bad parents uh, if they get to still explore their sexuality and still have a sex life, that they're somehow not giving enough of themselves. Uh, and to even talk about that, I think is a, is a big leap. Yeah, for sure. And even like I find too in North American media in a way too, like you mentioned the word taboo, where it's interesting how people are almost scared to, or I, I wouldn't say not, not all people, I can't generalize all people, but like when you watch like television or whatever, it's almost like sex is like a big no, 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 like on cable television. But then they'll switch to like, you'll be watching a movie and you can see people getting like murdered in an action movie or whatever. It's like, why is that okay? But something like so natural as like, what brings life in all of us together and our internal like instincts, like something that we're supposed to be buried. And I think that's cool, like with your project too, just being open about it too. And I, I, I think that's just healthy for just humanity in general to, just be open and talk about these things. Yeah, I hope so. It's funny that, yeah, that central, that idea of, you know, sex and violence on in, in the media is, is central to one of my conversations too uh, with the filmmaker Issa Ben. Uh, you're Toronto-based, maybe, maybe you know her just from being in that milieu. She's a, she's a filmmaker. Um, and she really, yeah, she talks about how, uh, her parents were deeply passionate people. They argued about everything, but the idea of you know whether or not she got to as a young black woman watch watch sex on TV or watch violent on TV became as this like central debate in in her household of like immense philosophical importance. Um, mm. uh, but she also a big our conversation, or I see our conversation as being sort of emblematic as what I want of what I want Ratchet to achieve more broadly, because uh, she talks about this sort of African cultural idea where you can just, where you talk about everything, where you can disagree with somebody, maybe even profoundly, but you can politely discuss with them and how that's something that we as Canadians really fail to do. How we sort yeah. of, how we sort of very politely obfuscate. That's, that's our model. We just, we obfuscate and silence. Um, mm, yeah, true, true. Even like I, I find too more recently to um, some people, they get to the point where they don't want to have the discussion at all or if they're something they don't agree with like instead of like exploring and maybe just discussing and maybe both sides learning it's almost like oh I don't agree with that cancelled <laughs> I'm gonna be vocal about that it's like no it's just instead of having like a 
a mature conversation about like maybe why is somebody more open about this and that and I, I don't know if I'm making sense right now but it's, it's I feel like I've been seeing like that kind of behavior more often than I did in the past in a way I don't mm. know what it is we're, we're out of practice we haven't uh we haven't seen enough people outside our immediate social circle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? that's true. And that's what I think is cool about like you publishing this as well too. It's, it is bringing different ideas and maybe somebody can randomly pick up this magazine and learn something that they've never even thought about too. And just different lifestyles and all that. Yeah, no, I, I sincerely think there is something for everyone, you know, that, the whole idea is it's a place where all subjects are welcome. Um, that even for people who aren't, who don't want some of the more purient stuff, um, you know, that we have an exploration of fashion and gender and motorsports. Um, and then there's another photo essay about, you know, the place where immigrant cultural identity and non-binary identity kind of inter interlink. There's, you know, there's an essay about uh internet chat room dynamics and how those bleed into into our lives there's there's humor there's a there's a toronto comedian nick nemeroff um who's great he's been nominated he was nominated for juno this past year and he's got a series oh, wow. of one-liners one that he contributed it was very important for me that if we're going to have a very serious cultural dialogue about lots of things that there should still be room for levity, that there should still, that there should really be room for everything and set, set up a model for subsequent issues where there's always a little bit of sport and there's always a bit of humor and there's always a bit of sex, but that everything is somehow also, you know, th that is politically motivated a little bit, that it that it's erotic and that it's interesting and that it's fun. Yeah, that's that's great. It's it's and it sounds like uh, this magazine is just stacked with content too. Uh, how much or how much time did it take to put together this first one? Uh, since maybe since the beginning of the summer. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> the, the initial uh, the initial emails were sent. I'd say early early summer. Yeah, uh, and and were, were you working on this before you knew you can get it published all over the place? Was were, was it the project first, or did you? get the opportunity first and then no it just it just began it just oh I love that just coalesced <laughs> yeah just uh, intuition yeah. I need to do this too even now though I'm, yeah. now I'm sitting in a room with boxes uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so funny too it's like um I mentioned earlier it's like it sounds like how the podcast spawned as well and it's like I never wanted to be a radio host or whatever it was just kind of having a community of artists around me with untold stories that I wanted to tell and like you mentioned, you're, you got boxes around you. I turn around, I, all of a sudden I got a green screen, a microphone. It's like, it like almost happened like unconsciously in a way where people, it's, it's almost hard to talk about when people are like, oh, how did this come to be? It's just like, I just felt like it, like I needed to do this. Do you feel like uh, it was just something in your heart that you just needed to do and put out there and yeah, I think it, it made sense. It made, just made sense in, in lots of ways and even even as a freelance writer, I think on some level I wasn't getting getting the foothold for the for the stories I wanted to tell for the people mm. not necessarily even my own stories, but for people I wanted to interview, for instance. Uh, so you know, and I guess it's a bit of a cliche to create your own platform, but it is also an effective way of you know of just just doing it, of just going for it. Yeah, 
And how, how freeing is that feeling of just going for it? Oh, I don't know if it's freeing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, like, I kind of say that because uh, I was used to working for different people and like doing different videography stuff. And again, this kind of spawned of me just being like, I need to do my own thing. And even though it's like, it might not be on the level of some of the people I were working for, it's kind of yeah. starting at the beginning. I remember just starting this out and just having such like a warm feeling of like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do, you know, mm -hmm. with like, like you mentioned, like you doing like interviews of maybe uh, it's not somebody you selected or whatever, you're kind of doing it for a job. No, it's true. It is, it is exhilarating that all of a sudden, you know, that that you're that you're beholden it's yeah it's yeah. It, it's it's exhilarating when the buck stops at you <laughs> when you've <laughs> when you've selected this this lineup of people there's a way of you've introduced them to one another even if not personally then they've discovered one another's work as a result um yeah you can you can feel that a community can arise around something like this around a cultural object if that's a, be that a film or be that a magazine that you that there is a, a reverberation that happens after the fact and that I think will, you know, will as we move forward too. Yeah, for sure. And like, uh, I, I hope people hear your story too, because I, I know so many people like in, uh, in uh, different communities and maybe uh, they have something special around them, but it's not like really being documented, like whether like I see little pockets of uh, like I, I talk to a lot of artists on here, whether it's like comedy or li little pockets of like different music scenes and stuff like that. And maybe they'll go out and do all these shows, but uh, it's cool to have like, I don't know, maybe somebody who's uh, passionate and in the circle to kind of tell these stories and almost like what you're doing with your magazine and everything. And I, I, uh, I hope people like hear and see what you do and maybe somebody gets inspired to do that in their circle too. Cause I think there's, just so much like little beautiful like art scenes that aren't being showcased around right now. No, it's true. And then uh, I think I, I really too wanted to combat that that echo chamber that can happen, especially, you know, in pandemic season. <laughs> but mm -hmm. you know, which you only you only hear from people who are very similar to you and you only and you only listen to those people and you only consume culture from people who are very much like you. Uh, and the idea that you should, that, that you can find a really quite a diversity of viewpoints in, in one place uh, and use that as a jumping off point. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, this, uh, it's Friday, right? You're having like a little release party as well? It is at uh, the Textile Gallery, 100% Silk. I don't know if you know it on Queen West. Oh, that's exciting. That's like, so are you going to be like selling magazines and Having Absolutely. a little get together. Uh, yeah, wicked, from, wicked. Uh, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Oh, great. Big old stack of magazines. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to get this uh, episode out before the other ones are recorded because that's that's in a few days. But uh, yeah, that's great. And if anybody's in the Toronto area, definitely go check that out. It sounds cool. And uh, I'm going to try to make it out as well. Thank you. I hope, yeah, I hope it's to see you in person. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I will yeah, say the yeah. best way to reach me too is probably on Instagram at RatchatMag. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and when we release the episode as well, we'll have links to everything. In fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So it's it seems like this first issue took a lot of time to put together. Um, are you currently working on the second one now? And 
I or am. You... It's funny. I've been, there are some people, there are some people I'm interested in interviewing, some people who, for whatever reason, were busy, busy for this one, or some people I've just, I've been lucky enough to encounter, you know, yeah. <laughs> for a shoot too. But yeah, things are, things are coming together. Uh, um, little by little, just the, the very, the very opening phases. I need to get this one out in the world first. <laughs> yeah, for sure. One step at a time too. But yeah, just uh, kind of hearing about it too. Like I've never put together a magazine, but just uh, hearing you speak about it, it seems like it's, it's a lot of work and it's almost like never ending, just piecing together these stories in a way. You know, you're, you're not wrong, but uh, mm -hmm. no, it's, it's a really, it's a really exciting lineup and uh, I imagine, you know, future lineups will have less of a personal, personal connection. I won't be, you know, my own face appears in this one uh, mm -hmm. because my, my friend, the, the photographer, Christopher Wall, when, when I approached him and asked him what his contribution was going to be, he said he wanted to come and photograph me and my partners. So <laughs> there, yeah. there, there you, there you have it. Um, uh, but, you know, for, for subsequent issues, there'll be a little bit more, you know, distance personally <laughs> yeah that's exciting too even uh i'd love to pitch you somebody too i actually had this person on uh he was my first episode and uh i had him on multiple times on this uh, podcast but uh he used to go like his name used to be uh mindbender supreme as a rapper and then years like maybe like about five years ago uh he pursued he, he pursued a, a career in uh, porn and actually like started winning all this these uh these awards for like feminist porn like it's very like oh, sensual and it's like he's the one of the most unique and openly sexually people I've ever met in my life and uh if you ever wanted to uh, hear his story or whatever I can yeah, connect you with him, send him my way. yeah he seems like he's just perfect for this magazine and, and again it's like another person's story who's not being told who's just uh just very like unique and has like the biggest heart and just kind of like walking their own path and it seems like that's what your magazine is kind of portraying just people just on their own path and doing what they feel is right in their heart no matter how unique and different it is mm -hmm. yeah I think I think stories are always interesting for their specificity not for all the ways in which you can generalize them to be to be like you or like somebody else uh you know but something that's that's just highly particular is always is always an interest yeah definitely and uh yeah i just want to say kudos on putting this together like it just sounds like something special and uh i hope it's uh all the success like it's it's so great that it's not only just being shared like just in canada going all over the place too so once again people if you want to check this out check out rat chat and uh yeah, anything else you want to say before we take off, Nora? No, I think, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing people from people. I'm looking forward to people reading the magazine and reaching out to me, hoping to contribute or otherwise just, you know, reach out. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so follower, keep in touch. If you're in Toronto, go see uh, or go go check out the, the release on Friday. And uh, yeah, we'll have all the details on the webpage and Instagram. Um of this episode so yeah once again so nice to meet you and uh hope i can see you friday uh yeah i hope to meet I you i believe i got the evening off i'm kind of like working till like around like seven ish or so so i should yeah, be, be rolling in later <laughs> yeah 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 but but thank you so much for your time again and uh i'll, I'll see you then eh? thank you sean thanks so much 
Hope you enjoyed this episode with Nora Rosenthal. And like we mentioned, the launch party is this Friday, October 15th at 100% Silk in Toronto, Ontario. The address is 1190 Queen Street West. And I'm going to pop in and grab one of these magazines. Also, if you want to follow Nora, her Instagram is infrared crayfish, infrared underscore crayfish. Dope name. I should have asked her about that. That that sounds very interesting. (laughs) And to follow the official magazine, it's at ratchatmag. So do it up. Support awesome content and honest media. And speaking of people who support awesome content and honest media, before we go, we got to thank all you legends on the Patreon. And first up, the biggest thanks to our co-producer, Jeremy Hopkin of Hopkin Design, the queen, Ola Mazuka of Sonic Fold, Ryan Watkins of Ryan Radio, Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd, Pat Maloney, Ryan Campbell, Danielson, Drew Stewart, Devin Staple, Mike Ulio, David Carney, Jared Pepper Bronstein, a.k.a. Mr. Spicy, and last but not least, Francis Coffer, a.k.a. My Mom. Thank you all, and if you want to support, get episodes early and get a shout out at the end of each and every episode. You can check out patreon.com slash the creative imbalance. Thank you so much for listening. We got a lot of great episodes coming over the next few weeks. And we'll catch you next time. Cheers!